Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. Biggest heartbreaks. History made by Appalachian State. They win an unprecedented third straight national championship. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. And Appalachian State has done it again. The wait is over. College football is here. Team Week continues as we talk about App State. It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. ECU was last week. We're starting to finish up talking about App State. Heading into ACC Media Days next week. Also, we'll be talking about the Charlotte 49ers football program going in to next season. So we still have some Mountaineer talk for you, though, right now. With a couple of rapid-fire questions. Figuring out exactly what the most important conference game is. The guy with the most pressure. Let's start with most important conference game. Wes, if you look at their schedule, we talked about it yesterday. Two out of their first three monster games at North Carolina and then at home against ECU. But once you get into conference play, Sunbelt, pretty good conference. We saw App State struggle last season with a losing record in conference. App State this year, according to Athlon Sports, is expected to finish fourth just within their division, not even just within the conference. The 2023 predictions, Athlon has them finishing fourth behind not only Coastal Carolina, but also Marshall and James Madison. So if they're coming in at fourth and you have a couple of those schools at home, like Coastal, like Marshall, those are going to be more favorable matchups. I have Marshall being their most important conference game Mm -hmm. because you're going to go on the road two more times after that. You might get what is considered, I don't know, layup seems a little too harsh, but Georgia State is is picked to finish last in the division this upcoming season. You do have to play it on the road, though. And then you got a couple of tough opponents after that in James Madison on the road, and then you have Georgia Southern, your rival, the last game of the season. So if you get a big win against Marshall, you have a potential to rack up a few wins in a row, especially with Southern Miss being the game before that. So 11-4, you play Marshall. 11-11, you're on the road against Georgia State. 11-18, you're on the road against James Madison before you finish at home against Georgia Southern. I just think if you win against Marshall, a tough opponent, an opponent that's given you trouble the last couple of seasons, I think that goes a long way for you to finish this season on a high note. And eventually, look, 
they were just flirting with bowl eligibility, uh, eligibility last year. They were 500. I don't expect that to happen. I have high hopes for this App State team. I will expect them to win that game, but I do think that's the one I point to, even with some plenty of games to choose from. Coastal Carolina, very tough matchup. I go with Marshall being the most important conference game for them this upcoming year. Well, I think with all of the guys that they need to replace, we talked about the defensive issues. We talked about uh, the quarterback situation and it possibly being up in the air. I'm going to go with Georgia Southern because I think that these could be two teams that are sitting there still trying to figure out uh, where they're going to go in their season at that point. When you look at Athlon's preseason prognostications, they're talking about these guys being kind of similarly ilked, so to speak, because they picked App State 4, Georgia Southern 5, and also because of that get back. Okay, Georgia Southern beat Nebraska last year. They beat James Madison, but they beat App State to get to the postseason. Okay, they got extra weeks of football off of your back. And so that's got to stick in your crawl if you are App State. And this is a team that could be coming down the stretch needing all the wins that they can get. And so I think this is one you have to have. You talked about the rivalry. Georgia Southern, their defense returns only three starters. So this is going to be a unit with a lot of new pieces. But by the end of the year, they should have a little bit of chemistry. But they were not good at stopping the run last year. They gave up over 230 yards a game and nearly 32 points a game. What does App State love to do? They love to run that rock. So those running backs should be just drooling on themselves for what they could do to this defense. They got a Tulsa transfer in Davis Brand that will be there at quarterback. And they've got some good skill talent. They've got a running back, Jalen White, that ran for 900 yards and a couple of receivers that caught a decent amount of passes. But when you look at this team, I think this is a team that is in transition. We talked about new defensive coordinator, lots of new pieces there. So I think Georgia Southern could come down yet again to either of these teams hinging their bow hopes on a victory in this ball game. All right, yeah. I mean, tough. Look, Sunbelt's tough. I mean, we saw it last year. We saw a Coastal Carolina, Marshall. It does help App State. They're both going to the mountain, and then also you are seeing Georgia Southern there. So, I mean, that's huge, right? Like, we, we'll we break down the schedule a little bit more tomorrow, but Coastal, Marshall, and Georgia Southern all taking place at Kid Brewer Stadium. Big-time advantage for App State this upcoming season. Home field advantage should help them in some of the tougher games in conference. Let's go to the figure with the most pressure very careful to not say player because i did want to include coaches here and if you include coaches wes do you have anybody with more pressure than sean clark this season or is that the answer their head coach that wins it as six and six yeah i think so because this is a program that does not take losing lightly this is a program that's gotten used to winning they're custom they're spoiled and they want to continue the tradition of winning football games and so i think that if he turns in another subpar year or year that's not up to their standards then fans are going to start looking at him and whether you could say yeah there's been a lot in transition and we've had to replace a lot of guys fans are going to start looking at you saying well hey where's the recruiting because Jerry Moore or Scott Satterfield or any of those guys could find the diamonds in the rough because that is what you have to do 
at App State. You're going to find diamonds in the rough. Now, I did look at their recruiting class, their commits, and their recruiting class was ranked 86 in the country, but they do have a four-star in tow. Grant Tucker out of Charlotte Christian here in Charlotte, North Carolina, listed as an athlete. So we'll see if he contributes immediately. So that looks good on your resume. And they've got plenty of three-stars, but then the fans are going to be looking at you saying, well, aren't you developing these guys? Shouldn't they be ready to play? So, yeah, man, I think it's going to be a tough road to hoe for him if he cannot get the wins that they want. Sean Clark is the right answer. I'll give you another one that I don't think is that far off. Give me Ryan Berger. Ryan Berger stepping into a quarterback position. Pretty clearly, if you're going to play that spot at App State, then it's going to come with a lot of pressure, no doubt about it. I think what's added on to this, though, Wes, it's the fact that they haven't been without a good quarterback in quite some time. Zach Thomas, if you look at what he did at App State, ever since he took that starting job in 2018, he was a monster. 21 touchdowns to six interceptions, 28 touchdown passes to six interceptions in 18 and 19. 2020, the stats derailed just a little bit and throw for as many yards. I guess there was some question about him in that 2020 year, but at the same time, I still think a pretty damn good QB during his time on the mountain. So then when you transition to Chase Bryce after he transferred from Clemson to Duke, struggled at Duke, throwing a bazillion interceptions and then going to App State, really settled down. How about 27 touchdown passes in 2021, 11 interceptions, 27 touchdown passes again last year, except he cut down on the interceptions, even if it came sacrificing uh, fewer passing yards as well. Bottom line, you've had five straight years of a quarterback that you could depend on, and you've already gone through one transition where it went pretty well. People are high on Ryan Berger. People like him. Redshirt freshman, so he's not totally new to the college football scene. But if Sean Clark is the number one answer, I won't disagree with that. I do think there's quite a bit on Ryan Berger to come in and pick up right where they left off because they've already gone through one pretty decent transition after some question marks. If he doesn't play well or up to whatever expectations you have, you mentioned the spoiled fan base might not be all that kind to their starting QB. Yeah, not at all. And so you're talking about, too, a, a well-balanced offense last year that they had. You talk about Cameron Peoples, that is an undrafted free agent for the Carolina Panthers and what he was able to do last year. And then App State, though, they ranked top 20 nationally in passing touchdowns, turnovers lost, and passing efficiency. So this was an offense that was able to get it down, get it done on the ground and in the air. So Ryan Berger definitely has uh, large shoes to fill and he will get the chance to do so uh, early on against teams whose defenses aren't necessarily, I wouldn't look at them and say these are the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers from back in the day. We know North Carolina's defense and what they represent. They've got some good linebackers, but I think you and I and Fiddy could go out there and probably get 35 on uh, North Carolina. East Carolina is also another team that is out there as well that we talked about their defensive struggles and how many guys they need to replace. So Ryan Berg is going to have a lot of opportunity to establish himself early uh, as a force to be reckoned with at the quarterback position and make good on the hype that everybody has placed upon him. So here we are talking about the talent on App State, but one of the questions surrounding a lot of the big-time group of five schools, it's the NIL system and how much of an effect it's going to have on an App State or even an ECU. When We talked about them last week, having a good 
football tradition. How much does NIL hurt App State and even a team like ECU? Is this a program you could see potentially becoming a farm system, or is there enough there to say, no, this is a legit football school? They'll be just fine with NIL. Yeah, every school is going to have players come and go now, especially in this era of the transfer portal. But if you are a great player at App State, it is going to get harder and harder to keep those guys in school because the big schools are going to come and call them with the bags of money that's going to be hard for App State to keep up with. They could end up becoming a farm system. You have to get kids that are really committed to what you do, but at the same time, this is also a program that a lot of these kids who do get illusions of grandeur and go to schools that uh, that may be a little bit above the player that they are, that when that doesn't work out, App State is going to always be a top choice because of the pedigree. So I think it kind of works both ways from them. They're going to get enough talent, especially high-end talent, that's going to bounce back from the FBS schools that will help them to be able to compete in the Sun Belt. But at the same time, they're going to have to get a little bit leery. Like if a Ryan Berger comes out and has a fantastic freshman season, you have to start getting nervous uh, in Boone because you know that there are going to be schools that say, oh, yeah, there's a kid down at App that looks like a pretty good player. Let's give him a couple million dollars to come up here and be our guy. So th- those are some of the real worries if you're a program like App State.